0: Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And we have a returning guest who's uh, who's coming back for the third time. So we've done two episodes, one back in November 2019 and another one in 2023, which was episode 51 and also more recently, episode 327. Um, so Mike Jones is the Managing Director of Impact, Impact Minerals uh, Limited, uh, an exploration company listed on the ASX with four extensive uh, tenement holdings within Australia, uh, featuring significant potential high-grade mineral deposits of gold, silver, link, uh, sorry, silver, lead, zinc, copper and nickel. Um, Mike's a, uh, a graduate from the Royal School of Mines um, obviously many years ago um, and he's a very experienced geologist across Australia and in particular WA um, and he's worked on um, over 80 projects both in green fields and near mine exploration um, in a variety of mineral terrains during his career and he's going to give us an update today uh, on the progress of impact uh, minerals um, and also give us an update on uh, the mining industry in Australia obviously plus a lot more so that's welcome Mike to the podcast how you doing Mike
1: Hey Rob, i um, very good, thank you, and uh, great to be here. Brand new 2024, so another interesting year ahead of us. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yes, certainly. Um, well, I hope, hope this will be better than last year. I mean, I suppose we can't get too much worse than 2023. So, uh, uh, 2024 should be a, 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 a great year coming up. So, for those that didn't listen to your previous episodes, um, obviously, I encourage you to go back and listen to uh, listen to those episodes. I wonder if you just give us a a brief overview of yourself um, and also of Impact uh, Minerals.
1: Yeah, certainly. So I'm the founding managing director of Impact. We listed way back in uh, 2006, so we've been through a significant number of uh, upturns and downturns in the industry, uh, you know, since then. So, and probably have the scars to uh, scars to prove it. And we've always been a project generation company, but always had the intention that should we find this the, a project of the size and scale that we were looking for, then uh, you know we would take that through to development. And it's always been my opinion that, uh, you know, doing a small scale mine is a waste of time. It's a, a bit like the old quote, you know, it's not worth getting out of bed in the morning for, you know, for less than 100 or 150,000 ounces of gold a year. And, uh, and that is certainly the, uh, the, certainly the case. And so we've always been looking for a world class deposit, but they are few and far between. And uh, you know that's uh, that's shown and borne out by the you know, the success rate, and seeing uh, you know so many companies come and go you know over that uh, over that period of time. So impact we've looked at lots of things, but we've always been focused on what I call the core commodities. Uh, so gold was always there. We had uranium back in the early days, and uh, but in particular nickel, copper, PGE. And they, uh, with the nickel and copper in particular, we, we were always a nickel copper explorer, but they had to change our name to, uh, to a strategic and battery metals explorer because everyone else was doing the same thing. Uh, but we've really not uh, strayed uh, far from those you know core commodities, except for a high purity alumina project, which I think I spoke about uh, the last uh, episode that we did. We had just got that project uh, here in Western Australia. And that came to us through uh, LinkedIn, all places. Uh, a gentleman that I know, an gentleman geologist, uh, Roland Gotthard, uh, he had uh, come across uh, a new way of making high purity alumina using some lake mud and I was really intrigued by the project. We had a look at the initial financials, etc. And it turned out that this thing, you know, has the potential to be a world class deposit. And so we're now in the process of putting a mine, hopefully, into production over the next couple of years, and uh, you know, being on the track to development. So, uh, as I say, we didn't uh, we didn't discover it ourselves as such, but we did discover it on LinkedIn, and that's been the uh, that's been the story for the last uh, eight nine months since we uh, took on the project, and you know, we've progressed it you know pretty fast since then. So. Um, we are currently trying to look at various deals and trying to get value out of the other projects that we have in the business. We have a, a company that's uh, hopefully going to do a spin out of some of our gold, silver assets um, later this quarter. And we're looking at other opportunities for uh, for the remaining ground that we've got as we get very focused on trying to bring Lake Hope, limit into production.
0: Yeah, um, it's good to hear. Obviously, LinkedIn is not just full of uh, recruiters uh <laughs> approaching people for either business or candidates and and obviously getting deals on team, which is good um yeah. and that's good to hear so anyone listening um uh, it's not just for the recruiters it is it, it can be used as obviously a business tool um right. and yeah uh, can you just explain what exactly happened
1: well we had uh Met, I'd met uh, Roland, the, the guy that discovered the project, uh, a couple of times before, and he's obviously a very bright guy. Anyway, he'd been basically fishing on, uh, on LinkedIn and talking about his particular project he had, and then one of my guys was following him on LinkedIn, and he came to see me one day, and he, says, he said, Mike, he said, Roland's, Roland's uh, drilling for aluminium in sand dunes, and uh, as, a, a, as a naturally curious person, I thought, that is a really weird thing. Uh, let's find out what he's up to, and so we, you know, followed up, had a look around. And uh, discovered that uh, yeah, he uh, was uh, getting this uh, high purity alumina uh, out of the top two meters of a salt lake, you know, in the middle of nowhere, basically here in in Western Australia. At, at one point, I thought we had something that might be ten times bigger on our own ground, which is why I was interested at one point. But as it turned out, that was something completely different. So yeah, a little bit of serendipity there um, allowed us to uh, you know to get into the project. So I'm certainly glad we did
0: yeah um just wanted if you just give us an update uh since we last spoke um probably <laughs> li- nearly a year ago um just wonder what progress has been made uh with the company and obviously projects
1: yeah so the focus really has been on lake hope and it's a that project's located about 500 kilometers east of perth and it's uh, easy to get to there's a, a graded track that runs basically right up to the side of this lake. And it's a classic salt lake. So it's just a flat area. It's a couple of square Ks in size. And there are these luminous muds, aluminium bearing muds, as I say, in the top two metres of, uh, of the lake. So we've been very focused on getting that into uh, the pre-feasibility study. So since uh, we got the project, which was in late March last year, we've completed a whole range of things Further resource drilling. So we announced a maiden resource and there's about 900,000 tonnes of uh, alumina. That's our core thing that we're looking for there. Uh, it's good grade. And we've also completed a scoping study. So the scoping study was the big news in terms of the finances, and we can talk about that. But we've basically rolled straight into a pre-feasibility study, uh, which is looking to how we're going to actually process the material and where we're going to build the plant. And then the third critical thing is trying to find customers then for the material that we're going to produce. And HPA is definitely a, it's a bulk commodity. You need offtake agreements, and you need people that have got specialised uh, they have special needs for their uh, for their HPA. And our job is to provide that to them. So that's it. Was a very busy year last year. It ticked a whole lot of boxes. As I say, finished the year in November um, with the scoping study, pre-feasibility study well underway, and we'll have our environmental baseline surveys have been completed. No significant issues that we're aware of. Final reports will come through, and that will then control when we decide to lodge a mining lease application. And at that point, things will really kick off on the development front. And that will help marry in with the uh, results from the, the metallurgical test work that we're doing as well.
0: Yeah. What, what were some of the main, main uh, outcomes of the uh, scoping study that you completed on?
1: So, it's really all about the numbers. And so, when we first came across the project, it looked like this thing could uh, be very special in terms of that. And so, as it turns out, yes, yeah, so there's the, the NPV, um, even at an 8% discount, is well over 1 billion Australian dollars, about 1.3 billion. And sort of annual cash flows in the sort of 170 to 200 Australian dollars, a million dollars a year. But the big and the CapEx is actually quite a modest 250 million Australian and certainly compared to our peers in the HPA space who are using a different processing method that's significantly lower. But the big standout figure was actually the operating costs. So there are byproduct credits uh, with uh, various fertilizer-related byproducts that we'll be able to sell. Uh, But taking those into account, it looks like we'd be able to produce HPA for less than US$4,000 a tonne, which is somewhere between 30 and 50% cheaper than anyone that we know of globally. So it was an absolute breakthrough in terms of the potential for this project to deliver much cheaper HPA into the marketplace. And that would certainly be the um, you know, one of the uh, distinguishing factors uh, you know, to allow us to break into you know, what is becoming a slightly more competitive market. There's a number of players in the space, but uh, you know, we believe that we can produce uh, material you know, much cheaper than anyone else. So, and that's a very good place to be in bulk commodities. Uh, on LinkedIn, just going back to LinkedIn, uh, the uh, one of the few posts that more than ten people have read of mine, the um, was uh, I pointed out that when you're in the bulk commodity space, one of four things has to be true, and that's one: you either need the biggest deposit, uh, or you need it to be the highest grade, or say, for example, be the first to market. And a good example of that is. Pilbara Minerals uh, with their Lithium deposit here in Western Australia, you know, direct shipping of their Spodumene, you, you know, they, they've been killing it for several years. They've got, you know, big contracts in place. They're going to get through the cycle. You know, they're still doing pretty well. But the fourth one is actually to be the cheapest producer. And in that case, you'll be you'll get through the cycle, and that's certainly the big attraction for me when I first saw the project was that this thing always looked like it was going to be a cheap producer, and lo and behold, it's like literally a mile ahead of anybody else that we know of. So that's a great uh, great starting point for us.
0: Yeah, I'm hopefully getting one of the uh, founders on uh, from Pilbara Minerals on the podcast soon. So uh, I'll keep you uh, yeah. keep you posted.
1: <laughs> no they've done they did a great job. Their timing their timing in the marketplace was just beautiful. so congratulations to them.
0: Um, just wondering just give us any updates on any metallurgical uh, test results that you've uh, may have received?
1: Yes, yeah, so back in October we released uh, the first three of five stages of our uh, uh, the results of our process. So the the beautiful nature of this material is extremely fine grained and in the top two metres of the lake. And so it requires no crushing, no grinding. There's no on-site preparation. It's basically direct shipping ore. So it's it's literally a case of a man with a digger, stockpiling it and then trucking it to wherever we decide to build the plant. So that part of the process is only about 5% of the operating cost. So... They're mining and and trucking. So compared to a conventional mining operation, that's a very significant difference. So it's all about the process. And we have a patented sulfuric acid leaching process, which is uh, very suitable for the material in the lake. And it had previously been shown to produce 4N. So when you're in the high purity luminous space, it's about producing stuff that is 99.99% pure. That's the benchmark. So that's four nines or 4N as they shorten it to. And so that had been shown at small scale to work. And so our job now is to try and make sure that that works at the larger scale. Uh, It's you can break it down into five simple stages. And the first three we announced October, everything was sort of on track. And we've got the last two stages are in process at the moment. And we should have those results through, you know, within the next four to eight weeks or something like that. Uh, There's still quite a bit of a turnaround. Uh, issues at the lab but uh, you know hopefully then we can demonstrate that we've got you know the right material at uh, at the end of it and then you know we'll definitely be uh, ticking a big box there and, and moving forward.
0: Um, what your are um, I suppose where are you at with your pre-feasibility study um, and what are the plans for the remainder of this year around the pre-feasibility study?
1: So the pre-phase is very focused on the, the process that i just mentioned now and optimising that. So as I mentioned, there's five major stages and we've sort of optimised each one indi- individually of the first three and we're working on the last two. Once that's complete, then we'll be able to run material from start to finish with the optimised process. And at that point, then we'll be able to produce HPA in bulk and consistently, and it's that that you need to provide to your end users to the marketplace. And so, uh, the focus of the PFS on the process, also where we're going to build the plant. The there are a number of options because it's so cheap to mine and truck. We have a number of options open to us, varying from Kalgoorlie, which is where we sort of base the scoping study. We could be down at Esperance, um, or maybe even into Perth, and uh, also into a place called Collie. Now Collie. It's a very interesting town. It is actually the the only coal mining town in Western Australia, and they're closing it down. And so there's actually a significant amount of government funding available if you set up in Collie. So those are one of those are the sort of options that we're, you know, that we're looking at um, as part of that PFS. And then the third major component is actually starting to do the marketing in order to be able to provide material for testing and qualification with the end users, which we hope will obviously lead to an offtake agreement and be a significant part of The funding of the major plant when we get to, you know, the final investment decision in a couple of years time. So yeah, it's going to be a very busy year with some, you know, major milestones. Hopefully we'll keep the same pace we kept last year and get them all ticked off.
0: And what are your plans for the rest of their, of your extensive portfolio?
1: So we've got uh, a number of things in train so there is a uh, we're not it's not a spin out per se of our of doing ourselves but we have a group that's purchasing 75 percent of uh, sorry 50 percent of our gold silver assets in New South Wales they're looking to list uh, hopefully uh, later this quarter uh, the uh, the prospectus is all is probably about 80 percent done and basically sitting there waiting for the you know the right time to uh, you know get up and uh, and get listed we'll own about 12% of that company, but still own 50, uh, sorry, 49% of the project on listing. And then the other company has got to spend 5 million to earn another 24% to get them to 75. And that'll be a 75, 25 joint venture. We've got another big project uh, at Broken Hill, which was the focus of the BHP Explore program that we were on last year. I think we might've mentioned that in the talk. We were part of the first cohort in the new uh, exploration uh, program that BHP are running to help support juniors and private companies. And in fact, the second cohort will be announced tomorrow morning. So that'll be interesting to see who uh, who got a, a Guernsey this time around. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, large companies interested in that ground. And then in Western Australia, we are looking you know, quite closely. Um, we've got about another six individual projects that need uh, a bit of trimming around the edges. So that's, uh, that's a bit of the focus there. But we do have a significant uh, strategic and battery metals project called Arken that is here also in Western Australia. It's only about 150 k's east of Perth. You can get there in a couple of hours from, uh, from here. And over the last few years, we've been exploring that and building it up. And we have generated some very significant anomalies for nickel, copper, PGE, for gold, and also, in particular, recently, rare earths. And we've got a significant copper only anomaly coming out uh, very shortly as well. And we will be pushing forward with that project as well. So one of the things about the Lake Hope PFS study is that because it's metallurgical test work, there's no extensive cost involved. It's actually a relatively cheap. It'll be the cheapest PFS um, anywhere uh, when it's uh, completed. And and so we can afford to keep going with our exploration on Arkin. And as I like to say, you know PFS test testworks not the sexiest thing to put out in the marketplace. And so uh, you know we think there's uh, we can still got you know a significant amount of exploration sizzle to come from Arken, and we'll have a major drill program there uh, by the middle of the year. So uh, some exciting you know conventional exploration results to come. So it's going to be a yeah very busy year.
0: Yeah. Um, I wanted to be in com- comment on your uh, on the company's balance sheet. And also, what are the key drivers uh, of the share price in twenty twenty four?
1: Yeah, so look, we're sitting on just over three million, I think, at the end of the last quarter. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we're spending money. People don't like talking about capital raising, but obviously, we're going to have to raise capital further into the uh, into the year. But as I've mentioned it's relatively cheap to do the PFS work the drilling that we're going to do is air core and RC again, relatively cheap. So it won't be a big raise, you know, when we do do it, but, um, we'll probably look at a share purchase plan this time around for the shareholders to give them an opportunity to get into Lake Hope. Uh, that'll be the first opportunity that they've had for that. And, um, uh, you know, who knows when that will actually happen, but, um, that'll, that'll certainly, uh, you know, help get everything moving as we, uh, you know, as we go um so uh sorry what was the second part of the question i heard the first part about the balance sheet but uh
0: and <laughs> uh, what are the key drive what are the key drivers, the key drivers uh, that's your right. share price yeah
1: yeah Look, last year i did a lot of promotion a lot of conferences a lot of podcasts you know trying to get the the word out there and i think it, it, i think you know we've done a reasonable job of that and that you know people who no impact know what we're about know what we're doing so i'll be i won't be traveling as much uh, this year and we will be very much focused focused on announcements. So we've got, so we've already done the first one for the year, which was a very significant rare earth anomaly in soils at our Arken project, Hyperion that was called. It's, you know, several square kilometres in size. It looks like it's got all the right characteristics to be one of the ionic leech, you know, sorry, ionic clay hosted rare earth deposits. So that's uh, uh, one of the big areas to be drilled. And, um, We've got you know, a lot of news flow, not just from the PFS, but from throughout the whole Arkham project, and a few from the other the other things as we go along. So, you know, we will see uh, you know a significant increase, number of announcements, and, uh, and news flow going forward. So, it's uh, and, and I've I've know from experience those are the key drivers of the share price. Yeah, there's only so many podcasts that I can do, uh, Rob. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so, uh, right. And uh, but people want fresh news all the time. So it's a hungry marketplace out there, especially especially right now. So
0: yeah, certainly. I just wanted to just give us an update on the Australian uh, mining industry. We, obviously, we were speaking offline, um, and I suppose 2023 at the start of 2023, um, it was booming, and I think off the second half of uh, last year obviously uh started to come off so how have you seen the market till, uh, at the end of last year and how do you uh, and, and what's happening in the market now and where do you see it going
1: yeah it wasn't it was an interesting year last year and definitely some uh you know, significant uh, events and The turnaround, obviously, in the major markets, you know, S&P, you know, had another, uh, you know, hit a record high, I think it's probably running out of steam a little bit, um, you know, this week, uh, sorry, last week. And, you know, the Australian market itself isn't too far off its highs. But, you know, the resources sector has just been, you know, a bit of a malaise over the last six months. And, Unfortunately, it's not getting any better at the moment because the lithium and nickel are just completely in the doldrums, as we know. And the nickel sulfide industry in Western Australia, I think, is under severe threat. And we're probably going to see some significant news from BHP Nickel West, you know, coming up because there's no way that they can, you know, they can really keep it, uh, you know, keep it going. In my view, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, it's obviously been replaced slightly by gold and uranium. Uh, uranium, at the moment, it's uh, you know is booming. The, yeah, the shares and all the junior uranium miners are you know starting to fly, and it's it's classic. You know, people got to do what they do in our business to survive, and so a lot of old uranium projects being dusted off, and people raising capital, and uh, and the same in you know the same. I think in in gold, gold has been like stealth, you know, like a stealth market, you know, over the last six to 12 months, it really, uh, the Australian producers are, you know, more than, uh, you know, with the price at north of 3000, yeah, Australian dollars, you know, doing very, very well. So, um, you know, there's always, there's always another, another mini boom in another commodity somewhere. <laughs> but I think, you know, uranium is still a very small proportion of the companies and a very small proportion of the market cap in there. Uh, I think the devastation that we're seeing in nickel and uh, you know and lithium will be with us for you know for a little while. So it's uh, you know it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what happens.
0: And I wonder also if you can just summarise, obviously, the the junior mining space within Australia and and I suppose around financing as well. Um, I think obviously, 2023 was a tough year. For many of the junior miners out there uh, globally, um, yeah. I just wanted you just comment on the obviously Australian junior market and also um, the financing of some of these uh, junior junior plays. Yeah, look, I think
1: I, most people didn't have trouble raising money last year. You know, the timing might have been a bit off, or you know, people didn't raise money for you know a couple of the really bad months, what August, September, you know, things like that. Uh, but a lot of money had been raised at the start of the year. And not a lot of people sort of realized that, but, you know, I think it was well over a billion in the first quarter. And so, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the companies had enough cash to sort of, you know, get through the year. And then, of course, we saw a flurry of activity, you know, over the last sort of six to eight weeks, you know, as the market, this is the main market, you know, turned around. And so it appears that there's not, you know, there's not much of a, sh- there's there's no shortage of that speculative money for, you know, for for the real junior end of the market. Still, it is all a matter of what price and and what incentives there might be to, uh, you know, to get people involved. But you know, let's see what happens with lithium and nickel because you know a lot of people lost a lot of money in the last literally last six to eight weeks. So um, it, you know that may yet flow through to the uh, you know, the. The junior market so it's uh, uh again an interesting year
0: 2024 yeah certainly uh, and obviously concluding just wanted to uh, one if you just give us a, a summary of the outlook for impact minerals uh, over the coming year
1: the focus obviously Lake Hope pre-feasibility study you know we have real high hopes to uh, to coin the coin a pun of that getting that project into production over the next couple of years. There's a forecast supply deficit, or at least you know shortage of uh, HPA around about 2026, and that would be a good time for us to be you know coming on stream. So there'll be lots of things to tick off there. Pre-fees, hopefully, you know, quarter three, quarter four this year should be done. But it'll be almost in tandem with the, the definitive feasibility study for some aspects of the uh, of the program. But you know, people like to get into companies like Impact for a punt. And certainly Arkan, our strategic battery metals project, we're going to see some very significant targets there, big major drill program by the middle of the year. And, you know, we've got high hopes there of uh, delivering a discovery of something a bit more traditional, in particular copper, and maybe some gold along to go with that. So, yeah, uh, some, some real key things to kick the price along, I think, over the next 12 months.
0: Yeah. Mike, right, really appreciate you uh, giving us an update. Thank you for, again for coming on uh, the third time. Uh, perhaps we, perhaps we can have a catch up later this year or next year um depending obviously what results you want to put out there um if our audience wants to reach out to you um how can they go about doing that how can they follow your story um obviously you mentioned LinkedIn is obviously a, a main social media platform for you is there any other platforms that you're on
1: yeah look we are with investor Hub and uh, but you can subscribe to that on our email uh, sorry on our website. If you go to the website and go to the announcements page, it'll take you through to the Investor Hub. You can sign up there if you want to follow the story. And we're trying to create a community there in Investor Hub with uh, people can can actually interact directly with me through there, leave questions uh, on, on the Investor Hub page. And yeah, you know, we're generally back to them within 24 hours and you know, happy to take calls and, and emails from people as well. So that's the main way to contact us.
0: Yeah, we can include those in the show notes as normal. So uh, people can have easy access to uh, obviously follow your story. Um right. Mike. Really appreciate your time. All the best for 2024. Hopefully it's as busy as 2023, if not more busier, um, and obviously get the get the results that you uh, that you deserve and and require. So all the best. Um, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, as always, please share these episodes far and wide to everyone in the mining industry but also people outside the mining industry we do need to get to get the word out there about our industry about the brand about mining what what it's what what is mining um and we can we can all we can do is just keep passing this information on to others outside of our industry uh so they get to understand understand our industry is obviously a necessity uh for the future of our world so until next time happy mining